Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, if you want to get access to the podcast episodes early or you just want to support what we do, check out our Patreon page where you'll find lots of bonus features including live hangouts, exclusive content and much, much more. Just visit patreon.com forward slash lower your expectations. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to Lower Expectations, episode 84. We're back to saying what episodes we're on. You are listening to Matt Bentley-Viney and I'm with my co-host, Marcus Butler. How are you doing? Good, thanks, man. Did that sound like a Radio 4 kind of It just sounded... Very serious. (laughs) It did sound serious, didn't it? Very serious and also you're 84 episodes in, you're still telling people your name. Gotta do it. Does like Piers Morgan on the beginning of the show, is he like, hello, I'm Piers Morgan and welcome? I'm not sure. That's a question that's for a, Ollie. We'll find Ollie, out. mate, get get in touch. <laughs> Let us know because we want to know the answer to that. I don't know because that, that show starts at six and I'm never up early enough to do uh, that. Well, you do set your alarm at six, don't you? You just pretend to get up at six and then what you do, you set your alarm at six, send me a text and then go back to <laughs> sleep, sleep, don't you? That's Till ten. absolutely <laughs> yeah. what you do. <laughs> no, I don't do that. It does. It annoys Gemma though if I set it early and then don't get up because it's well, like disrupted course, her sleep pattern. Uh, yeah, it pissed me off. Off. All right, mate. Just roll out of bed. She's very good at like making sure I get up in the nicest possible way. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that shit <laughs> off. But how are things? What have you been up to? How is life treating you at the moment? Good, thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh my God. How are you? What's going on with your voice? You sound uh, different. I'm fine. You sound nothing the, wrong with my the voice. The listeners are thinking, oh, Matt sounds a bit under the weather, is he? Well, guys, remember a couple of episodes ago, we spoke about my dedication getting up at 4 a.m. to edit the podcast. Well, I think being run down has now meant that I have got a cold. The oh, one man. time you woke up at 4 a.m., <laughs> that is the one reason for you being ill, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but I am actually really happy because. Got Glastonbury tickets. Six years in a row, tried and not got them. So this feels special. Oh, I say I got the Gemma got them. I was so happy. Oh, is that when you came in here to try and get them as well? I was going to, oh, and I did. didn't in the end. But we had like four different screens going. Like my phone, her phone, her laptop, my laptop. All trying to get them. We had friends trying to get them as well. And it was horrible. Like they, 135,000 tickets sold out in half an hour. Are you sure it's not quicker than that, though? I only say it because I know Tomorrowland has sold out 150k tickets in two minutes. Uh, Or 30 seconds. In 30 seconds. What? Yeah, so... Maybe they've that. because this was a few years ago, yeah. Like when I, I tried to get tickets, and it's oh my god, like, that's mad. And Glastonbury's obviously Glastonbury, so mm. but they might have done them in like stages. That sounds ridiculous. How does that even happen? Like the website that is selling it, it crashes every time for Glastonbury, it's like the most frustrating. Process. Maybe they should spend a bit more money on their service. Well, I was thinking they should do a ballot so everyone signs up, and then it's just a lucky dip, and you get an email saying, Congratulations, you've been picked, <sighs> buy your ticket. Surely there's a better way than everyone getting so stressed on a Sunday morning and upset. I don't know, it's just me. Anyway, I've got tickets. I don't know why I'm moaning. (laughs) But there's also, on this drive, I've seen there's uh, developments 
is on there. Would you like to talk us through oh, that, Marcus? I just need to think about the notes that I added. <laughs> what's, the, what's the development? <laughs> I thought it would be interesting to talk about working with people with our relationship i have just bought another member of the team on board matt's getting worried (laughs) when we first started working together it's really easy to just be like i want someone who can do this do this who can edit who can film who can write who can hang things on a wall who can (laughs) sing who can produce music of course there's a, everyone can do that can't they everyone knows yeah, how to do exactly. all those things yep i certainly can <laughs> <laughs> I, I basically wanted to bring someone in like you who is obviously well on board the team for instagram for like fashion for instagram someone who i'm like-minded with in that respect and we can like bounce ideas off and create content for that because it's so weird to think for me that instagram has become such a like a main platform in terms of branded work in terms of what i'm about well surely that's almost a business in its own right for you now well it is essentially but i've never thought of it as that it's always been well with you think all the things we've got going on in a day and then i'm like oh let's go and shoot an instagram i'll just like throw some stuff on and let's go out on the street and just do it like there's never been any real thought gone into the outfits or i love fashion and i've tried to elevate myself and bring myself into the fashion world i find it really interesting and i'm loving going on that journey but it takes a lot of time obviously and you need help and so i've started working with someone for that and it's what's cool how was the process of opening yourself up again to a stranger and bringing someone in because again instagram like the job that I've got it's very personal it's mm. very like you're going to come into my world, world. <laughs> yeah basically so how did you find that again and like the interview process and yeah all the, that? It, interviews are weird you know I've done interviews for other businesses we've done with Sourcebox we've always held interviews and stuff but it's just a really weird procedure it is when it's so personal when this person's going to be like you know, quite a big part of what you yeah. are and what you do I think that's what it is it's an interview is obviously you can only find out so much about someone and everyone is on top form in that interview to answer those questions, whatever. Yeah. But you're right. Then all of a sudden it's like you go from interview to, do you want to come to my house? Whoa. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, this is moving a few stages too fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm really excited because it's allowed me to like separate the two things again. I've talked about it before. There's like two things to what we do. It's all the stuff we do together, the podcast, the production, the writing, mm. all that stuff. And then fashion stuff and we've always just mashed that all together it's nice to be able to separate that yeah well it's like shane says and you got your masks take off your instagram mask and put on your youtube podcast mask but the the main reason i wrote that wasn't to go i'm working with another person it was to talk about your side of it i think how interesting it is that think how much your job essentially has changed since we started working together yeah over the three years and how think of most jobs you go into a job and that's like the start of your career and you can really like i think it's really nice like the way i look at it is what's lovely about doing working in this kind of space is that i can literally track everything i can go back to the first video we ever did that's true uh six stages of procrastination <laughs> and then track it through to like the first episode of the podcast was you said it was it november 20th or something in 2016 yeah, yeah almost two years ago so it's lovely 
to have that and go back and sometimes watch or listen and be like, oh, wow. I've, I mean, I've never listened to the old episodes of The Low Expectations, actually. Oh, I find it too, like, I'm oh. so worried I'm going to cringe you know what? at what a, I'm like. A lot of people, like friends and family, have said to me recently, they're like, oh, Matt's really come out of his shell recently on the podcast, hasn't he? You know? Really? Yeah, honestly. No o- Honestly, yeah. Well done. Thank you, mate. <laughs> well, no, but that's a big part of it too. I'm excited for what, hopefully, the next three years, mate, if, that's six years together. <laughs> We've known each other and been together for nearly one eighth of our lives. Yeah. A considerable amount of time, isn't it? Time's just flying by at the moment. And that means it's great. Like, this is going to sound like such a douche, but this is the best year of my life at the oh. moment. No, it is. Like, personal reasons, like, work reasons. Like, it's just amazing. I'm loving You've got it. a lot going on at the moment. A lot going on. Yeah, I just love the ability to be able to track it. And also just my role has changed so much. So and much. I feel very lucky. And I feel like I've also worked very hard for that. But who knew three years ago when we were going to our favourite place, La Pan, <laughs> <laughs> when we were first like meeting each other and stuff that we would have a podcast together and you know do the things that we do how do you feel about the role changing and well i really respect like this world is a very fast-paced industry so what you're doing changes very often but i kind of lead into that with changing things up all the time like if i'm not happy with something i want to change it and Mm. i kind of put the wheels in motion to do that as well as getting a girlfriend that lives in a different country. Mate, are you just going to replace me one day? You're going to find another guy called Matt, and then within a month, it's, it's all the stopped new guy. over. It's the new guy. <laughs> His name's actually Matt. <laughs> no, but not many people could deal with it changing. Because like, essentially, you've just, whatever has happened in my life, you've kind of been like there yeah. to almost go through that change as well. So like, you've had to change mm. your life with what, not my personal life, but like what goes no, on no, in this whole world. and. That in itself, I think, is... I've had to be adaptable. Yeah. When... Are we moving to Berlin? Are we moving to LA? No, we're moving to New York. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff. But also, when you're spending a lot more time now in Berlin, so I'm spending a lot more time on my own, like working by myself. So it was like getting the most out of me working independently. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it's really cool. And uh, to finish off this ever-growing intro, somebody got in touch recently yeah. regarding episode... 83 i think it was slid into the dms talking of this and we were talking about uh, just just, sorry just fantastic (laughs) it's really funny because i i check my insta dms a lot because there's often a lot of like business related things that come in through there and steffi sometimes is like why are you checking your insta dms like as if I'm doing something oh, weird. Into yeah. the and then, <laughs> at first, when I first, and now she's seen the things that come through there, because genuinely yeah. there's a lot of business related things that come through there. Now she understands it, but that's, so that's what I wanted to say. So I'm really sorry if I pronounce this wrong. I think it's Johanna Demare. Johanna, it's spelled yeah. Johanna, but I imagine it's Johanna. Joanna. <laughs> Joanna Demara. She's a Swedish student and she wanted to say how. Basically, when we put ourselves online, it's something we do as humans to present the best possible version of ourselves that the world can see. And we do everything to protect that image of ourselves and the way we think about ourselves. So we have this image in our mind of like the, the absolute the pinnacle of who we are. And it goes back to the evolution of the human race, supposedly. And wanting to look good to other human beings is almost linked to our survival. You would Yo, look it's over an empowering and see, thing, isn't it? Exactly. If, if 
Yeah, survival of the fittest, isn't it? It's going back yeah. to the roots that you just said. That's really interesting. Yeah, and apparently it's the um, the the essential need to fit in with other people as well. Well, that is a huge thing, isn't it? Of course, it is. but I thought that was really interesting. So thank you for writing in, and I hope you guys found that interesting too. Because I found it interesting. It's always nice because we do a lot of rambling on this podcast. I'm doing it now, but it's always nice when you get some like people message in when they're experts on these things. Yeah, or have a, a more vested interest in it. And we get to learn too. So. Oh, well, most of the time I'm like, are we just chatting shit? Or <laughs> are we, do we actually seem to have some leg to stand on? <laughs> the YouTube stuff. Oh, come on. Like, oh. no chatting shit there. But everything else is like, uh. we're just opinionated. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So you're going on a big trip tomorrow, aren't you? Not as big as this trip. I was going to say, I'm surprised you got time considering where we're going today. So if you've ever been to Disneyland, you've got those monorails and we're getting on a monorail. But hang on a minute, it's not going along the ground, it's going up into space. And we've left the atmosphere and we've done a good job because that Russian ship didn't do very well the other day, but they're fine, which is the main thing. And we're up there and we're looking, you've got Facebook Watch, you've got Vine which is apparently coming back. It's a bit faded, but it's there. And there's Snapchat. And hang on a minute. That's a really cool sign. What does that say? It's in neon lights. And it says Digital World. Cool. So this week we've landed and we're talking about the new child star. So whereas before it was Macaulay Culkin and the kid that was in... um, Do you remember The Little Vampire? And Stuart Little, that kid. (laughs) He was a big child star, wasn't he? And Miranda Cosgrove. I mean, I'm not going to name all no, the child stars in the world. But anyway, is the new child star a YouTuber? That's the question okay. I would like to explore. We were researching the other day for a video, weren't we? And turns out there is a shit ton of channels who... I've got a lot of things which we're going to get into. But essentially families and maybe companies who have set up and hired kids are now putting their kids or the hired kids in front of the camera in the traditional YouTube way in terms of sat down camera and the kids then perform to the camera. You were very disturbed. Yeah, I think it's fucking weird. You just kept saying, yeah, you're mate, like, mate, this is awful. So mate, you, weird. you need to watch this. Oh my God, mate, this is crazy. <laughs> it's so weird. Come on. We got four, we, literally there's like four or five. It, the first one that came to light, I guess, was Ryan's Toys Reviews. Ryan's Toys Reviews. Where you got the really little cute, asian kid his family are just kind of orchestrating yeah. everything he does and he was absolutely smashing it i say he still his is channel his yeah. parents his college fund is smashing oh, it 
this college fund was cleared in two days. Mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. I would like to start with a simple question. What age is it okay to start appearing on YouTube? And also, there's a big question mark around consent here as well. Yeah. How do you get consent from a child? Uh, it's so hard because my biggest concern with all of this is that the kid mm. is going to end up regretting it. When they are old enough to form opinions and realize what they've been through, my biggest concern is how is that going to affect the kid? And I've always said that the same with the family blogging thing. Purely based on my own experience with what I've posted of myself online, I started posting videos like 16. And when I look back at those, I'm like, fuck. But I was in control of that. I was the one editing it. I was uploading that. When someone else has complete control on that. And you got to think, I don't remember what I was as a four, five, six, seven, eight year old. And surely as a four, five, six, seven, eight year old, very easy to manipulate what they want and don't want, right? Like, is that whole thing, isn't it, with parenting? Like, if a child falls over, mm. instead of saying, like, oh, my God, are you okay? Oh, yeah, that must have hurt so much. You're like, oh, come is on. Is it in focus? Okay. Is it in focus? <laughs> is there any blood there for the thumbnail? <laughs> Fuck. No, but you would say, like, oh, no, you're okay. Come on, come along. And then they're like, oh, no, I'm fine. They mimic what you're, the emotion yeah. you're doing. If a parent is saying, come on, you're going to be on camera. It's going to be really fun. Come on, let's go and do a video together. It's uh, such a tricky one because, and I really liked what Louise said when we had her on Louise Pentland. Yeah. And she said that she doesn't mind filming her kids at the moment because, well, especially her youngest, because they haven't they developed have their personality. own personality yet. So there's no sense of self. And when that happens, she's going to really think about what she puts out. I mean, she does anyway. She said she's very guarded about what she puts out. So then it comes to the question, does that make it okay for these parents to be clearly behind these yeah. channels and like the toys reviews and the slime reviews and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, right. My issue with it is when a parent is capitalizing off their child's success because the child doesn't understand what they're doing at that age. They're not fully aware of what is being demanded of them. What being famous is like, what having people who know who you are, they have no concept of that. And the reason it's being pushed Let's be honest, by the parents. The parents aren't there going, oh, this is so fun. Wow, what? we're such a fun family. It's it's a money machine. How's that going to affect? The, the, I just keep going back to it. How's it? Because we haven't hit that yet where the kid grows up a little oh, bit. That's going to be fascinating, that generation of children. Like the YouTube children, I mean. Yeah. How on earth are they going to process it all? We've seen it before, though, with child stars on TV. Yeah. It's the same principle, really. They're being taken to auditions by parents. Yeah. And yeah, they may be too young to realise what they're going in. Do you know what I'd like to see? I'm sure people have, and I probably should research it myself, but I'd love to see if any of those child stars have ever properly opened up about it since they become an adult. Do they have regrets of being a, a, a star as a child? Because some people are able to grow and move on to bigger things. A lot, Like some of the Disney stars really yep. become that. You know, it's funny. They always go through that phase of being really rebellious. As soon as they left Disney, yeah. it's like, right, I'm going to do a massive fuck you to all that child friendly stuff. And yeah. I'm going to do this and go crazy. And then you're right. If they seem to grow from that, then they're normally OK. They but, like settle down. But what about all the people who were stars? And then, it, you know, it hasn't worked for them. I remember a really sad story was the kid who played Anakin in Star Wars in the prequels. And it, Really bad movies. I think his name's Jake Lloyd. And uh, really bad movies. And his life just got completely turned upside down by that. And there was a really sad YouTube video where he was talking about those experiences. 
and he just seems upset and just it's destroyed his life having that burden of being in a one of the biggest franchises of all time time and being remembered for that kid i I don't know man it's it's difficult i just think it's a bit more of a weird line to cross because if i had a kid and your kid is going to be in a film like Mm. i can imagine you you're really proud of that and you're excited you're taking your kid to set and you know they're in this massive movie how amazing but you're still kind of there to hold their hand. You're not the person telling them what to do, essentially. Yeah. Whereas YouTube, there isn't that. It is the parent is the person deciding what they're going to be doing. They are the ones holding the cameras. They are the ones editing. They are the ones creating that whole... Yeah. Well, the brand, the brand, the, yeah. the channel. And you said it earlier, they're money machines. What do they do when those kids, when Ryan grows up and he's... 13, 14, doesn't want to do it anymore. Will they just find and hire a child actor oh, I don't know. to come in and replace it? And, and this, I don't want people to watch this or listen thinking, oh, I'm anti all children being on the internet. Because <laughs> that's not, I'm not trying to say that. I just think there there's levels to it. I think I typed in slime challenge. If you go on YouTube yourself, type it in and you see the amount of young kids who are yeah. put in that position... That it just hit me. I was like, "Wow, this is yeah." And it's a whole side of YouTube that goes unnoticed by the big kind of the Philip the Francos and all of that. That kind of the news side of it, because they've got they've got their own section almost. It's yeah. a it's the whole, whole own thing yeah. that no one kind of looks at because it is for children. It's for four to six year olds, one year olds, whatever. Nobody else is asking any questions of it. Yeah. Nobody's checking these things and seeing if it's appropriate for kids. Do you remember we were watching, it was one of those channels that oh, I think H3 uncovered. The like fancy dress channels. Yeah, the front fancy dress stuff. And they're doing really like, they're like impersonating almost like sexual things. Yeah. And it's meant to be funny and it's meant to be a joke, but they're appealing to kids. Yeah. I wouldn't be very happy if my kids were watching that kind of stuff, as in toddlers and things. So there's no one policing this stuff. And that's the problem with YouTube. And the only reason YouTube changed recently with the algorithms and all that kind of trying to clamp down was because advertisers stopped putting their money into it because they realized their ads are being put next to fucking awful videos that were offensive or for whatever reason. So where do we go from there? Because children's TV on television has so many layers they have to go through, regulations and regulators to get it on there we don't have the same thing yeah you're right that's the beauty and also a darkness of youtube isn't it the beauty that anyone can do that and anyone there is no barrier there but on the flip side like you said there's no one who's really assessing that content okay what when we upload a video now what do we have to do we look at a form that says is there any swearing in this nope is there any profound nudity in it nope that that's it as far as it really goes and obviously people can flag and then videos will yeah, get of course re- they can in youtube's defense i always think well when there is 400 hours of content uploaded every minute you could hire 100 people 200 people mm. 10,000 people it's still how do you manage that no you are right thinking for these kids i know a lot of the time that it is the parents who are doing it but you need like a union for them. So they're not being overworked. They're not being that kind of stuff. And I'm not implying that they're all like that. I'm sure they love it. I'm sure it's great. And it's the family time. And they'll look back. See, I'm it not sure like, oh, with you great. on that. I, I think you're almost just saying that I, they don't know. I think the kids don't know that. I think it's more of a responsibility for, for the families to question themselves. Question, is this morally all right? It's the consent thing that gets me. Because how can a child of that age 
decide if they want to work or not. And I don't care what people say. Presenting videos, and you've got these two kids, that that's work. They're yeah, sat there, it like, is. talking to a camera, presenting. That's work. It's different with family vlogs, I think, when they're just filming them in their day. Like, there's a few vloggers that I watch, and they, their kids are in it, but it's not set up. It's yeah, just, yeah. oh... Well, it's their X life. Is People over there life. playing with his trains. It's not do something, do something for the <laughs> thumbnail and make it cute, and more people will click on it. Exactly, it's not that type of family vlogging. I think there's two types. This for me just goes above all of it. And yeah, well, the presenting that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I agree completely. That's work. And at what age should you be introduced to that? Because you know, you got work experience when you're what, 15. These people are starting like 10 years younger than that, sometimes more. There's just no service there that is monitoring it. Because YouTube, of course, is looking out for profanity, all that kind of yeah. stuff. But no one's looking out for these kids. It was just drawing attention to it and wanting to open up a discussion because it kind of shocked me that it's become so huge. What do you think about this? When these kids get older... Yeah. And they're essentially the stars of these channels. I know it's the parents who are editing and orchestrating it, but it's the kids who are yeah, yeah, bringing the, the music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What happens when they're older with the money that's being made? That's the issue with it, because even if that kid wants that money, they're not going to technically be allowed it till what? I don't know. No, I don't it know. Is, I don't know how it works. It's going to cause a lot of issues. A lot of issues. We love this, and you should too. Oh, Brackets. can already see yours. Or at least try it. You're obsessed, mate. And Marcus has come up with a nice little uh, <laughs> acronym for the hashtag. Hashtag W-L-T-A-Y-S-T. Wiltast. Catchy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to remember. Yeah, a little bit of Wiltast. Wiltast. This week on... Uh, Will test. Uh, I want to talk about primitive technology. Do you I'm know, looking forward do you know to this. Is? No, I've got no idea. And you've just put, explain what it is. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to hear what it is. feel like when I get into it, you might know what it is. So it's a YouTube channel called Primitive Technology. Oh, okay. And it's this dude who is essentially living or showcasing a caveman lifestyle doesn't talk in his videos he has an area in the middle of nowhere in the woods he is showing you every week or whenever not every week he posts a video like once a month they get between five and 40 million views because it's oh my fascinating God. he shows you how how you build a bow and arrow out of natural products how literally how they would have done it back in the days how you make a fire how you create your own house to live in how you create tiled roofs all these things that they're just really therapeutic to watch no talking just him sat there a bit of banging here a bit of this but i'll show you on after because it's that sounds really cool and what's the channel called again primitive technology and this week we i go. would like to recommend something that we spoke about a couple of episodes ago and matt's non-stop spoken about it since <laughs> it's called the circle and it's a reality show. I won't explain it too much because I did explain it quite extensively a couple of weeks ago. But it's amazing. <laughs> we watched that first episode together and we were like, oh, okay, it's a, bit, it's a reality show. And just before you carry on, yeah. so we did sit there and watch one episode. Matt watched 17 episodes oh. in the space of five days. It wasn't 17. It was like so seven he, episodes. He liked it. How many episodes are in this series? 17. Yeah, 17. I didn't watch all of them. I started because Gemma was watching it on like episode 10. I love it. I think you guys would find it so fascinating 
and I won't do any spoilers or anything. It's amazing. Go and watch it. It's so interesting to see people only communicating via a WhatsApp type service. A fake profile. A, f- like fake... a profile that they've created on online. Exactly. Tinder meets WhatsApp. Go and check it out. See what you think. You might love it. You might hate it. I think it's very Marmite. <laughs> I do think that. The ending, this is what I want to say. The ending is the most Black Mirror thing I've ever seen in real life. And Matt wants a call up for next year. Get in touch. You know where I am now, guys. Come on. Sponsor the podcast. (laughs) But yeah, it's on all four. Go and check it out. The Circle. Are you ready? I'm so ready. For a big question. Is it better than last week's? Yeah, it is. Last week's is pretty poor. Do you think? It's pretty poor. (laughs) (laughs) Was it lazy? What was your favourite winter meal? (laughs) (laughs) The big question is a segment where I go on the internet and find a load of things that I love and find interesting. Get a question from it and then I throw it over to you guys and to Marcus and to me and we provide an answer. Let's go. The headline is, woman blocked from creating online account because she has an offensive surname but she's not the only one (laughs) some of these names are amazing natalie wiener says she was blocked from creating online accounts because of her name i think a lot of websites do this because they think people are just having a joke and whatever (laughs) another man got in touch and it was philip spawn same problem matt cummings (laughs) (laughs) always has a bit of trouble mike dickman struggle city (laughs) kylie medick and the best one, my favourite, Brian Wankum. That's amazing. Wankum, Mr. Wankum. Can you ever be in a scenario where someone has to say that with a straight face? Like checking into a hotel, hello, Mr. Wankum. Welcome, <laughs> I will show you to your suite. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so many amazing moments that person must have in their life. Yeah, and you've got to spell out your name to yeah. people. So that's Wankum, yeah, W-A-N-K. <laughs> U.M. Like wank. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Mr. Wankum. Is that wank? As in wank? Wank. As in like make yourself very holding happy. your dick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is that. I mean, we find it funny. They probably hate it. Don't yeah. they? they probably absolutely hate it. But they could change it. They've got to have a good sense of humour, haven't yeah. they? I just feel for people that have a surname that has ever been hard or a first name. I feel very lucky that my name is quite like yours too. Marcus Butler, Matt Viney. Mm. It's quite easy to to spell. So my question to you is, what is the most frustrating thing about the internet? I'll go first because that is a sprawling question. Mine is passwords because every site you have to go on you have to create a new password and each site has their own like special oh you can only have one special character or you have to have a capital letter so you have to change up each one but what's the solution then oh i've got a solution okay it's it's your eyes isn't it it's your fingerprint why aren't we doing that on my phone i love it i would try and do everything through my phone now yeah because i can just do it with my (laughs) finger the issue what you're forgetting there is it's your phone that you have the device that has got that piece of technology it's not the internet it's not the internet doesn't just go (laughs) fuck it we're gonna create eye scanners and everyone's laptops all of a sudden just gonna have an eye scanner on it it's the piece of equipment (sighs) yeah but they need to do something about this i'm worried because then you know what's gonna happen once it's eyes and fingers there's gonna be a lot more like those mopeds on the street just gonna take your hand off aren't they (laughs) they are that's what they're gonna do mate all the data then they're gonna have if they've scanned our eye they're gonna have access to our dna and 
what do you think? What's the most frustrating thing about the internet? I am with you on the password thing. Like, it does annoy the hell out of me as well. I fucking hate having to reset a password that I know I'm so going to annoying. forget in two months. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay uh, passwords, not having Wi-Fi on a plane. Oh, that's a good one. Why haven't you done that yet? Well, if we get it underground, why can't... Oh, I guess it's cable. It's on some planes, but exactly. it's extortionate. Yeah, you have to pay for it and it's extortionate. And guys, that just about wraps things up for this episode of Low Expectations. You have been listening to Matt Bentley-Viney. And in, I've been, in case you forgot our name since the beginning of the, the episode. Never know. You never know. And I've been joined by the lovely Marcus Butler. You will hear from us very soon, probably in a week's time. And if you don't already know, we do have a Patreon page where you can support the podcast. That's www.patreon forward slash low expectations. There's lots of cool rewards and things on there, although you've probably heard the plug by now, so I won't go too far into it. And subscribe and whatever you listen to to the podcast. You could do that on Acast or Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to on. And yeah, you will see us very soon. Cool. Bye. Bye, guys. Brought to you by Lexus. Some things do more than their stated functions because exceptional things inspire you to do exceptional things. To this select list, we add the all-new Lexus GX. With its exceptional capability, you'll see possibilities you never knew existed, sending you far outside your comfort zone. But as much as the GX challenges you, it also spoils you. Its intuitive technology and luxurious features mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to it. The all-new Lexus GX. 